Homily 6 of Coptic Homilies in the Dialect of Upper Egypt by E. A. Wallace Budge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Likewise, a homily pronounced by Proclus, Bishop of Cyzicus, in the Church of Anathemus in Constantinople, on the Sunday before Easter, when he was installed in the archiepiscopal seat, and Nestorius the heretic was present. May the precious miracle of our Savior overcome our halting speech, and may the utterance of words of great weight vanquish our tongue this day in respect of this miracle, for otherwise we shall not attain to the capacity for preaching, according to its true value, the goodness of him whom they crucified for our sakes. For what is there which hath ever happened that is like unto that which we now see by faith? Moreover, what mind hath ever existed which hath been able to think it out as it really is? Or what understanding hath ever been able to reason it out? Or what heart hath ever been able to depict it to itself? Or what power of speech hath ever described it? Or what eye hath ever seen it? Or what ear hath ever heard the report of such a miracle as this? And of such love, that is to say, of Christ who took upon himself flesh and very truth, and bestowed upon us the blessings of life. Never before did the Son look upon one hanging on the wood of the cross, who was so shamefully slandered as he was for our sakes. Never before did the Son see anyone purchasing our nature under a curse. Never before was the redemption of the world sold for thirty pieces of silver. Never before did there exist passion and death, which were without sin, in the smelting furnace of sin. Never before was one who was out a father, according to the flesh, condemned to death by the governor. Never before was there one who hung upon the tree, to draw everyone to him, and to give life unto them. Never before did the tomb receive into it a dead body which had plundered death. Never before did the heavens become dark as night at midday, as they did through him, in order that they might not see the tragedy which they dared to act in respect of God, for they presumed to touch his flesh. Never before did Amante quake as it did when it swallowed him up. Never before was the earth made beautiful by a sepulchre which contained life. It was, however, no sepulchre, but rather a bridal bed. He whom they buried within did not suffer corruption. On the contrary, he who went down into it became a bridegroom. Never before hath any natural man passed three days and three nights in the earth, and risen up therefrom, except him whom of himself fashioned the temple of his body in the womb of the virgin, according to that which he knew. He it was who rose on the third day. He raised up the temple, he lifted it up, by his will through death, and he made manifest the resurrection through the birth pangs of the virgin. Now in this place, i.e. the world, time followeth after begetting, but in this place he who prevaileth is he who preacheth at all times in haste. No lamb which could have been offered up on the altar could ever have carried away the sins of the world, except at that time when God took the form of a servant, and he fashioned an ineffable body for himself and he clothed himself therewith. Now this was his flesh, the life. The blood is the redemption, the spirit is the seal. 
The nature of God is without beginning. Well, therefore, had the blessed Paul said, Old things have departed. Behold, new things exist. The new heaven, that is to say, he who hath come down from it, i.e. heaven, hath blessed our coming thereto. The new earth, he who was laid in a manger, he purified it through the flesh wherein he was placed. The new sea, which is vast and deep, the feet of men of flesh do not pass over it, neither is it contaminated by sin. The new life, this is he who hath made war to cease from him, and the life is full and made perfect in peace. The new humanity, this is that which hath washed itself and cleansed itself in water, and hath smelted itself a second time in the furnace of the Holy Spirit. The new worship, this is not the Savior of sacrifice a second time, neither is it circumcision, but it is the worshiping by faith and the glorifying of one substance in three persons. These things are they which the prophet preached unto us, saying, In that day God shall make himself manifest in counsel and in glory upon the earth. In what day? Declare thou unto us, O prophet. He saith, In that day wherein God, who is over all nature, shall take upon himself flesh of a woman, according to that which he knoweth, the virgin shall bring forth by an ineffable mystery, without a husband, a man, and a lover of men, who shall not change. He will make death to vomit me forth, his death which hath swallowed me up, which I know not. His tomb shall be the treasury of the resurrection, and the captivity of man. He will make to be the mother of freedom. And why should I multiply words? Passion belongeth to my flesh, but power belongeth to divinity. But declare unto us, O thou prophet, in what manner shall God make himself manifest on the earth? Will it be without his manhood? Will it be without his flesh? Get ye hence, O heretic, and speak not of this, for I will not declare the matter unto thee, saith the prophet. If God were to appear without this, I speak of the flesh, O thou new and vain dogmatizer, neither thy face nor thine eye would be able to bear his light, and creation could not clothe herself with her covering of nature. The mighty devil would not be able to go against him to fight with him, for he would quake before the Creator. Death would not dare to swallow up the indestructible nature of God, and Amente would be an abject terror of God if he were naked in respect of the flesh. The seraphim would not be able to gaze upon him, and how would it be possible for Amente not to quake? Now the nature of God had need of a hood, not in order to clothe itself, I speak of the indestructible nature of his divinity, but in order that we might not be struck dumb at the sight of him. It was not a covering like unto that of Moses, for that was a covering of the darkness which was ignorance. It was not a curtain which was made by cunning weavers, for its beauty was not due to a mixture of many colors. It was not like unto the covering of the mercy seat, which was interwoven with gold, for its beauty was not derived from the material substance. It was not the work of the cherubim, neither was it wrought by the hand of man, for the cunning handiwork thereof was marvelous. Now the sheep hath need of a covering, in order that it may be guarded by it from the wolf which eateth man. Now the new Jew hath also attacked my words, 
and hath scoffed at the words of great import of the prophet, and hath contended against the Holy Spirit. And what doth he say? He saith, I do not believe that God appeared upon the earth, or that he who hath no form hath taken shape in the similitude of a man. But if thou deridest the law, O Jew, and if thou wilt not hearken to the prophets, and if thou wilt treat with contumely the evangelists, and if thou wilt pervert the words of the apostles, let us then inquire of the elements, and let us learn from them what they have to confess concerning God who died in the flesh, and who he is. Come now, first of all let us inquire of the Son. Tell us, O Son, for what reason didst thou withdraw to thyself thy rays when the Lord was crucified? Why was it? Was it because he whom they crucified was an ordinary man? If this be so, thou shouldest have done the same when they slew Abel, the righteous man. I will also inquire of heaven. Tell me, O heaven, for what reason didst thou clothe thyself with darkness at the hour of noon? Was it because the Jews pierced the side of the Lord? Or was it because he whom they crucified for us was an ordinary man? If he was, why didst thou not understand, and do the same when they stoned Naboth the Israelite? I will also inquire of the earth. Tell us, O earth, for what reason didst thou quake, when these fighters against God committed this abominable deed of presumption? Was it because he whom they crucified was an ordinary man? If he was, why didst thou not quake when they sawed Isaiah asunder by the command of Manasseh? Let us inquire also of the temple. Tell us, O temple, for what reason was the veil of the temple rent in twain when they crucified Christ? Was it because he whom they crucified was an ordinary man? If he was, why wast thou brought to the ground when they poured out in the midst of thee the blood of Zacharias? And now all creation, which is without speech, maketh its defense before us, and saith, Did we not proclaim our grief for the Creator, who was not a fellow servant with us, who had been condemned to death? Nay, but we were sorely moved, and we trembled with fear at the dishonor which was shown to God. For heaven cried out, saying, He whom they crucified in the flesh is God, who took upon himself flesh. This I know for a certainty, for heaven saith, I am the heaven which he bowed, and he came down. The Son cried out, saying, It is my Lord, the Jesus whom they have crucified in the flesh. I, even I, was afraid of the splendor of his divinity, and I withdrew into myself my rays of light. The earth also cried out, saying, The Creator who hath taken upon himself flesh is he whom they have crucified in the flesh. It saith also, Now though I took his flesh into my bosom, when he was in the manger, I could not include within my dominion his divinity. The sea cried out, saying, He whom they have crucified in the flesh is not my fellow-servant. The footsteps of my fellow-servant Peter did indeed press upon my back, but the feet of my Lord made pure my nature. The temple cried out, saying, He whom they worshipped in me from the beginning is he whom they have treated with contumely in the flesh. Because I was unable to bear so great and so presumptuous a deed, I rent my raiment. Amente cried out, saying, It was not an ordinary man who came down to my domain.
for it saith, I know what suffering I received. He whom I took in as a captive, I found to be one who was stronger than everything else, i.e. the Almighty. But if thou wilt not believe the elements, let us then inquire of the powers which are in the heavens. Tell us, O ye angels and archangels, and all ye hosts which are in the heavens, who is he who appeared on the earth? Who is he whom they crucified in the flesh? And they all make answer and cry out with the prophet David, The Lord of might, he is the King of glory, unto whom belong the glory and the power for all ages. Amen. End of homily 6.